what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. We'll try not to like too much talk over each other, but again, we are girls and we are. We disagree. And it's like, <laughs> okay, moving on, moving on. on. Like, well, the makeup bottle. Like, <laughs> like a little, like a ripped out T bird, some grease. Yeah. I can you know, she's got that black hair. Welcome to Chick Chat, your favorite guilty pleasure on the Mesh.TV podcast network. Thank you for joining us today. It's me, Mary Margaret, with my favorite friend across the country, Jeanette. How you doing, girl? I'm good. How are you? Uh, hanging in there, hanging in there. It's a peak of summer. I don't know what the temperature's like where you are, but we're actually having some warmer weather out here in Washington State. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it is hot. It's very hot. It's been hot yeah. since I think the sun got up this morning. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you know it's like that, on these parts. So. Yeah. Girl, how's that going with, um, you know, the, the pandemic, the ever-pressing topic that still is part of our podcast? Well, you know, it's it's going. I don't think you would know it was a pandemic by the way people are hanging out. But, you know, there's I do see a lot of masks, so that's good. Um, our school is going virtual to start and then we'll see what happens late fall. Um, but yeah, I mean, pandemic is pandemic. (laughs) When, when does school start? Uh, August 17th, which is actually early for where we, where I live. Um, they normally start the last week in August. So then they'll go that whole week and then they'll have Labor Day and then they'll come back. Yes. Uh, they're actually starting two weeks early. And I don't know if that's due to COVID, um, but they do get out earlier. So they're starting okay. early and they'll get out early June. Um, right. So. Yeah. So virtual to start and then they'll reassess. Yeah. And- so virtual for the right now, the first nine weeks. So the first quarter. Okay. Um, and then, so that'll put us into October and then I think a break and then they'll assess whether they'll come back from break in school or still virtual. Okay. Some future friends I've talked to are pretty resigned to the fact that they think we'll be virtual until January at least, but you never know. Yeah. So how does your daughter feel about this? She's the only one of your kids that is school age, correct? So how does she feel about all this? So initially, you know, she wasn't excited because she was, you know, thinking it was going to be like it was at the end of the year where they kind of threw virtual um, learning together and said, this, yeah. is what, this is what we're going to do. They really weren't prepared. I mean, how do you pr- prepare for a pandemic? Right. right. So, um, yeah. So they're actually doing it a little bit different this time where it's actually going to be teacher led via video. And so she's more excited about that. She wasn't excited oh. about the learn on your own, do assignments and turn them in part. Yeah. Um, she's a, she's a very much a hands-on learner needs to be in class, needs to have examples and do examples and be able to ask questions. 
So she was really hoping to be back in school, but she's okay with um, as long as there's a, an actual class that she's attending online. She's, she seems to be more excited about it now than she was before. Yeah. So now it will actually probably entail a longer days, maybe not longer compared to normal school, but longer than the work assigned at the end of last year, I'm assuming. Yeah. So it's going to be the last word we've been informed is it's a normal school day. So they'll log on, they'll be expected to be logged on and in class at normal school time. Um, attendance will be taken and then classes will start. And I think the classes are supposed to be 45 minutes each. Um, they're even doing art and, you know, the, the extra classes, the, um, the specials that they call, yes. they call them specials. Uh, they're actually doing those online as well. So they'll continue wow. to have that. I don't really know how or if they're doing gym, but, um, I imagine they'll, they'll figure that out. But, um. <laughs> That could be funny. I mean, you know, I think art's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what about like uh, music? We have music still out here. You know, I mean, that's, I don't know. That'll be interesting. It's, um, I mean, bravo for the school systems getting this structure and organization. It's just, it's, it's so mind blowing to me, like how this is all going to work. Right. It's just, one of these, I guess we just got to see how it goes. Yeah. Are you, are, are your girls starting virtually? Are they going to school? We do not know yet. We okay. don't go back until first of September. Okay. So they have not announced it formally yet um, as to how it's going to start. We should hear probably mid August okay. as to what the plan's going to be. We've done just like across the country. I know um, I've heard a lot of people doing this sort of, they send out parent surveys about what are you going to do and how would it work? And do you, do you agree with this part or this part? So we've filled out all the surveys, we've done all our work, but we're just waiting to hear now. So, um, you know, they told us the options were going to be, obviously the goal in the long run for everyone is to be in school full time. Um, but I just don't foresee that happening. Um, but then they, they have set up a virtual academy uh, through like a local online academy resource. And so I know that that's going to be one option. If you choose to go full virtual, you have to do it through this academy. But if, but the school system is also saying that their option would be um, with, if you chose to do it within the school system, that it would be half and half. So it'd be like a hybrid model of maybe, as a, a week long of half the students and then they swap. And so every other week you're actually in school and then the other week you're virtual. I don't know. Um, but that's what they alluded to at the beginning, but obviously as we know, things change every day. So. Yeah, that's similar to the, the options we had in place. So we have the virtual Academy and we know some people who will be doing that. And virtual Academy is actually separate from our school system. It's its yes. own it's its Same own, here. yeah, it's its own system um, of learning. So it's almost like homeschool, um, yes. but it's the virtual academy. But those kids um, still have the option of going back to their homeschool. You know, they just have to notify them if everything works out and we're back in school full session. So they've made some, some concessions there. 
Um, and we the option on the table was similar to what you're describing. It was half and half where there'd be two groups. Um, so K through five would go five days a week in school. And yes. then sixth through ninth grade would do, um, they'd be broken out into two groups. And group A would go Monday, Tuesday, virtual learning Wednesday through Friday. And then group B would um, be virtual learning Monday through Wednesday in school, uh, Thursday and Friday. And then yeah. 10th through 12th grade would be all virtual. Ugh. So that was the original plan. And then yeah. they've just modified it to everyone, all grade levels, virtual first nine weeks, then we'll reassess. So they may go to that hybrid um, in nine weeks. The, um, the actual private schools here are starting full on in school on their, I don't know when they start. It's not the same day as um, it may be the same day, but I don't, they're, they're on their own. Again, they're on their own. They're not uh, managed by the County school system. So, but they're all going. They're probably smaller class sizes and stuff, right? They are. But interestingly um, we have some friends who attend, whose kids attend private school. And we know some people who actually work at um, one of the, a couple of the private schools in the area. And they've seen an influx of applications. Uh-huh. So, um, yes, they typically have smaller class sizes. They are expecting those to be larger. Yeah. Um, they've made some plans for that. But, yeah, um, they are going to have more people because more people, you know, it's hard for people who work to say if, if they're having to go back to their, their school or they're having to go back to their office or even if they're at home. You know, so they're opting for private school over not sending their kid to school in session in school. Yeah. So I guess we'll see how it works there, too. It's almost like they're going to be a guinea pig. But again, they're they have the room and the class sizes because they they have a cutoff where they say we're not accepting everybody. We'll only accept X number of students. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that works. We actually considered yeah. it because because my daughter was adamant that she was like, "I need to be in school. I'm so scared that my grades are going to suffer." But yeah, when she found out yeah. about this, she goes, "Okay, well, I can try it for nine weeks." Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting all the way around. You know, I've got friends in North Carolina that I've spoken with. Of course, you guys have plans in place, and it's per district and per school system, and. You know, there's there's multiple school systems in most counties and 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 when they're in the same county, but they're doing a different thing, like a different way of schooling. It's going to be interesting to see because I've got one friend in particular who um, her she lives in one county and her student or her children go to a school system based on where she lives. But she works in the same county, but in a different school system. OK, and so yeah. therefore she's on a different schedule than her children are going to be on. Right. And yeah. that, you know, that it it's frustrating to her, understandably so. Um, but I know that there's going to be that type of situation throughout, right? Like there's just going to be those type of circumstances. And I, I just, you know, what a, what a glorious time to be alive. Right. Yeah, and I, you know, it's frustrating. I know for my teacher friends, because they're still in the dark, you know, it's, uh, it's yeah. not like every single one of them is going to be doing virtual learning. They don't know yeah. what that looks like yet. So 
you know, there's yeah. a potential that all the teachers won't be needed um, yeah. or won't be yeah. asked to, to lead the virtual sessions. Right. So what does that mean for them? Right. I just don't even understand the logistics, like of how they make it work. I mean, again, props to school systems for figuring this stuff out and the amount of work that has to go into it is just mind blowing. But, you know, I mean, the changing classes and, you know, how you have different teachers that once you get older to different things and stuff like that, it's going to be it's, it's going to be interesting how that all works. Plus, I look at my youngest who is going into the fourth grade. You know, I sat there and listened to some of their Zoom calls that they had for for um, at the end of last year. And it's just pure chaos. Not not unmanageable, but they're they're third graders, you know, like they're, they're excited to see their friends on the computer screen. And for a lot of these kids, they're getting to use the computer for them by themselves for the first time. So they were just they wanted to talk to each other. They wanted to do the stuff that they would normally do, like during recess. And the teacher was constantly, you know, having to say, like, OK, guys, let's regroup and get back to this and get back to this and all. And it's, you know, I just it's. I've I've been very lucky that I have children that are able to pull it off. They did they did well with it at the end of last year, but no telling how the structure is going to be this year. And you know, and here's something: it's super super petty, right? This is by no means a big concern. I'm putting that out there right now. But like my youngest has been a little concerned because. One of her favorite things at the end of summer is always finding out who your teacher is going to be the next year. And like right. the excitement of having this new teacher and possibly what are your friend, you know, which of your friends is going to be in that class and stuff. And then she loves like, you know, she's always loved going in and just, she loves her teacher. She likes going in and always getting to know them and figuring out their personality and stuff. And it's like, she's more than likely going to be starting off the year meeting her teacher for the first time over the internet. And, you know, I think that again, is super petty. That's, that's of no concern, but yet it's kind of bummer, you know, that you don't get that sort of first day stuff and, you know, wearing, wearing your new school outfit or something. And I don't know your desk up. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And I mean, you think back to when you were in third and fourth and fifth grade elementary school in any age, like that stuff was a big deal, right? Like, getting the new school supplies and taking it back to, or taking it to school and realizing where your cubby is and which friend is sitting close to you and who you get to talk to at lunch and all those things. Like, you know, that's kind of the bummer of all this stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. It is what it is. And, you know, I kind of keep telling my kids and I, you know, I, I feel confident in this and is that I keep telling them like, look, this will not, be the way it is forever. Like, I know things are going to look a lot different in the world moving forward from here on out. I get that. Like, everybody's going to take things a little more seriously when it comes to washing your hands and all that other stuff. But this is not going to go on forever. There will be a vaccine at some point. There will be. I can't tell you when. I don't know how long. But there's going to be. And then things will start to evolve back to normal. Like, no one's goal, I firmly believe, in the school systems is to make this a permanent solution forever and ever and ever. Right. 
So I keep trying to reassure the girls that, right? Like just bear with it a little bit because it's not going to be like this forever. And we're Um, fortunate because, you know, our kids are are good kids and they're self learned, you know, they're, they're, they're able to sit down and do this with minimal help. You know, we get started, but thank goodness they can get, they can get on it. I do feel yeah. bad. I understand the argument of there's going to be kids who fall behind potentially yeah, because they just don't have the parental support. Yeah. Um, you know, parents who normally be like, yeah, go to school for six and seven hours. That's fine. Um, and the kids get what they need during that time. Yes. You know, I do feel like maybe taking attendance is helping address that somewhat, but not really. Right. So yeah. Um, you know, we, we are coming from a play, a different place than some people who are really stressing, not being able to go back to school. And I get it. Um, yeah. I'm fortunate not to be in that situation. And my kid is fortunate not to be in that situation. And I do feel for those kids who, who are going to, you know, stress a little more, maybe anxiety yeah. is going to be a little bit higher. Maybe they won't get the food and love and support that they need. Yeah. But, um, hopefully, yes, we can turn a corner, get back to normal. And, you know, yeah, my husband and I were discussing this today. It's, it's going to get back to quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, normal at some point, it will look differently, it will feel differently, but we'll get used to it. You know, this, this isn't the first time the country or the world has been faced with this, you know, we know that about the Spanish flu um, in 19 was it 18, 1917. Sure a long time over a hundred years ago and they got back to a somewhat their world probably looked different, but it got back to normal. You know, this won't be the last pandemic that we have to adjust to. It's just our our producer Moose just chimed in that this, it was 1918. Jeanette, just get it right. Get it right. I knew it was in the right era. Right. So, um, Yeah. So, I mean, it'll happen again where we'll be faced with something that we're not used to and we have to adapt. We have to learn, but it's also going to take people being a little bit selfless. Right. So if we got people out there not wanting to do the things that are needed to get past this, it's going to be longer before we get there. Yep. Yeah. So we just have to remember that. And I, I get everyone's argument, you know, you don't want to be told what to do, but you also want to be able to do things. So take a couple months, take a couple weeks, stay at home, wear a mask, wash your hands. Don't go out when you're sick. Don't go to a party with a hundred people that you don't know that haven't been quarantined. And then maybe we can get back to the, what, what you, where you want to be sooner rather than later. But That's right. the longer we prolong doing the necessary actions, the longer it's going to take. It's just like yep. you tell your kids, do it now, <laughs> get yep. it over with, or wait, and then you'll have twice as long to, to twice as more to do. So, well, it's, it's, we've told our children, it's a lot like um, the rule that we all learned very early on in school is that all it takes is for one person to break the rules to ruin it for the whole class. It's, right. it's like that with this, you know, the more people that are breaking the rules and I'm, I'm using rules as a, a general term, it's not a rule. I get it. But oh, yeah. the people that aren't following those rules are ruining it for everybody. Right. So mm-hmm. that's the approach we need to take. 
let's just all do this so we don't have silent lunch forever. <laughs> right. Nobody likes silent lunch. <laughs> Nobody likes silent lunch. Nobody wants to miss recess. Let's just let's 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 all band together and wear your damn mask. Yes, I need my kids to get outside, please. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, and and, and I don't care how good your student is, how good your kid is at finishing their work and doing their stuff on their own virtually at home. There's a lack of socialization and day-to-day living and life skills that are learned in schools, whether it's private school, public school, whatever it may be. There's a, there's a level of things that they're missing out on. So I'd like to get back to a somewhat modified as soon as possible, new way of doing things. Um, So that's, that's our goal in this household for sure. Um, So yeah, we'll just see it's coming up quick. School's going to be starting for you guys sooner then later, I mean, you got yeah. a couple more weeks left, right? A couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck with it. Thanks. I do hope that things go as well as they can. And, um, you know, I, I, this stuff, this pandemic stuff, this whole thing, it's, it obviously wears on a lot of people. We know that it's, there's people that are struggling. There's people, those jobs are struggling their, their industries and whatnot. It's tough, but we're all, you know, the majority of people are trying to do the right thing. People are trying to do things to make it better, but you're, it's a constant battle. And and let's be honest. The one thing we can all turn to is the television, right? Always. Yeah. So I was thinking today, I was like, you know, I I know we talk about TV a lot on here. It's supposed to be just kind of all girly type stuff where, but right now TV is where, where my, my link to the outside world is, is what I feel like. Um, even well, though not much going on in the celebrity world, that's <laughs> right. There's not much happening because we're just, except for seeing their living rooms, whenever they do like a fun video or something online. I mean, that's great, but we've already talked about that. I, I started thinking about the shows that I've been watching lately. And I was like, you know, I'm going to, we got some, I've got some new things that I've been watching. I'm going to talk about, I started making a list and, and let me just tell you, I, I think I've gone to the dark side oh, no. all the shows that I have listed are are dark and deep like I'm not sure if it's a sign of quarantine and that I'm 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 not depressed or anything like I mean for what it's worth like things are fine with me but it's like I'm watching some really deep dark and demented stuff and I maybe I need some some pick-me-ups I don't know I mean but I'll tell you I got sucked in on like four shows that are are my my kind of go-to's right now don't get me wrong. I'm still watching the, the silly, uh, uh, Bravo, like housewives and different things that are going across. But, um, but I've got four shows to discuss today that are uncharacteristically dark for me. Okay. Um, but I know you and I chatted earlier, I guess last week or something. Um, you, you've been watching a new show. Is that right? I have. Please tell me, is it dark or no? Oh, No. It's but dark. I mean, no, it's not dark at all. Well, maybe I need, maybe I need to hear about this first. So go ahead and enlighten us on how you've been spending your TV time, Jeanette. So it's, it's a brand new show. So, you know, not a lot of episodes and I don't even, I think maybe two, maybe I think the next two come on today. Okay. Tonight, but I have gotten into celebrity call center. It is one of those shows where I found myself laughing out loud. 
Um, what is this on? It is on E. E. Okay. Television. <laughs> so. Um, okay. And I just kind of, I saw some commercials on it because I binged watch Las Vegas when they had it on for like four days straight. And, yes. Um, and then they had some, uh, some other things on E that I, of course, will watch because I'm quarantined. And I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that in a while. And I right. saw the commercials. So I accidentally um, flipped on when flipped to the channel when it was on. And I started watching and I was like, oh, my, this is interesting. What's it all about? I've not seen it at all. They're each each segment they have, I guess each episode is each episode's 30 minutes. They have four celebrities um, and sometimes they're celebrity teams or couples who answer these calls from people who call in. So I guess there's a number where you can call into the celebrity call center and ask a question or tell them your problem and they will respond. So they'll either answer your question or they'll give you their take on your problem, right? So each call, it, the, the four celebrities can see each other and hear each other. So they're a team, but the call, the person who picks up the call, it's like their, their screen gets highlighted and said, okay, it's time for your call. So like the first episode, it was, um, Kelly Osborne and I'm going to get their names wrong, but, um, she's one of the house, she was one of the housewives. She's married to the plastic surgeon, Heather Dubrow and her husband, um, I forget her husband's name, but it's Heather Dubrow and her husband. He does botched the okay. yeah, 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 yeah. plastic surgeon. And I cannot pronounce his name, um, but he is the host of American Ninja Warrior. Um, so he, it's like, I'm not, it's, it's like an African name, I believe. Okay. So, but he was hilarious. And so and these Heather, answer, the ones answering the phone. These are the ones answering the phone. So people will call in. Sometimes they're pretty risque and, Sometimes they're pretty tame, but the way they answer these is so off the cuff. And some of them are just so naturally funny that it's like, oh my gosh, that was hilarious. Yeah. Like Heather Dubrow and her husband were actually pretty knowledgeable and funny. And I was never really a huge Heather fan on Housewives. Yeah. Dislike her, but you know, I wasn't like, oh, Heather. But on this, I was like, ooh, I want them to be on there more because they are entertaining. I liked this first four, the first four that um, that answered questions. They were just funny. And then they, they might help each other out a couple of times. They'll say, I'm bringing in my colleague to help with this one. Um, the second episode was like, um, I don't know one of them. They're... Um, a very famous drag queen. I don't know. I've okay. just recently learned of them on Celebrity Call Center. And the Bella Twins, who are wrestlers, and they have their yeah. own show. Um, one of the actors from Superstore. And Reza from Shaws of Sunset. Yes. And so they answered questions, and it was hilarious. Um, now, are they all answering like the same question or is it different calls like different segments there are different calls they could help each like if reza if you know they might because the four celebrities can see each other one of the celebrities uh, might be like oh i want to say something and so okay. they say my colleague the bella twins want to chime in and they've got something to to offer and so okay, they so connect. it's sort of like a big zoom call 
it's a huge Zoom call, except you can't see the caller. The caller okay. is on the phone. So there okay. must have been three episodes because Alyssa Milano was on it and Mimi from Atlanta Housewives. So yeah, it's it's pretty funny. It, it's just one of those. It's now the calls may be scripted. I don't know, or they may just have people call in with fake things saying fake. Sure, stuff. but you can tell the responses are completely unrehearsed, non-scripted. There, it's it. I believe it's completely non-scripted because sometimes they catch each other off guard. Uh-huh. So they're like, oh, I don't know what to say about this one. <laughs> like, so give me an example of a question. I'm trying to think of a clean one. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hey, then, yeah, sign me up. I'll watch it. Well, one of them was just, okay, I'll, t- I'll tone this one down. One of them, someone called in and said that he had fallen for his brother's ex and wanted to know if that was okay to ex- to explore and you know, date her or would that be something that was just completely frowned upon? And his, okay. I think his brother had dated this person for some time. And yes. so they were all like, uh, no, you can't do that. Right. Like, no, you cannot date your brother's ex-girlfriend. So right. that's one of the tame ones. Um, I'm trying to remember some of them. Some of them, I just, you know, some woman was like, uh, yeah, some of them are a little too risky. I'm trying to figure out how to tone them down. <laughs> you're like, eh, you're just going to have to watch for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, just tune in. Tune in tonight. <laughs> Come on tonight. It's well, just- while you've been talking, I went to my YouTube TV app and added it to okay. my shows. So I will watch and offer feedback. One of the funniest parts of it is not even when they're giving feedback to the caller. It's when the other people who are muted while the other, while the celebrity is talking to the caller, it's their reactions and their commentary on the back end. (laughs) Yeah. And then they'll discuss the call in between calls. So they'll finish a call and they'll be like, Oh boy. And then so they'll talk about it. Like, Oh, you either handled that perfectly or. Oh, um, fun. Yeah. Or I wanted to say, or I didn't know what to say. I was glad I didn't get that call. Right. So. Some of them are pretty serious because I think Reza got one where he was talking about um, some guy wanted to come out to his dad, but he knew that it might alter their relationship just because he knew how his dad felt about things. So Reza gave like this very heartfelt um, feedback, you know, told him, you know, what he would recommend because he had been through the same thing. Mm -hmm. So you can tell that some of these calls are screened for the specific celebrities, um, you know, the Bella twins, they're both pregnant. So they got a woman calling in about being pregnant and some things she's experiencing with that. So, right. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So they obviously match the calls to who they think would have answered sure. appropriately. But, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. Well, I, I, will, I will absolutely check that out. Like I said, I've already added it to my uh, recordings. So maybe that will make its way in and break up some of my deep, dark shows that I'm watching. <laughs> I'm concerned. I need to hear about these shows. Okay. So let's see. What shall I start with? Um, all right. Um, the first one is on Amazon Prime. And well, the first five seasons are on Amazon Prime. Season six is on Netflix. And it's called Alone. And this is 
basically they take 10 people and drop them in a remote region somewhere in the United States. Well, in, in North America right now. And they, they, they basically drop them off and then they are given, each person is given four cameras. Now, each of these 10 people are spaced out so far from each other and separated by uh, unpassable things such as mountains or water or something that cannot be crossed. So therefore these team people do not see each other either, but they know that there's 10 of them. And then it becomes the last person standing uh, wins money, mm-hmm. but, but it's, it's not fun like survivor, you know, where they're playing games and challenges and stuff. The challenge is don't get eaten by a bear. Um, because, I love this show. Okay. So season one, which is on Amazon prime, you, uh, you meet these 10 people and they get dropped off. They're all separate and they're in Vancouver Island, Canada, which is beautiful, but it's super remote. And it had in the, the sort of forest area, it's very rainy. It's very cold. And um, it's very, very heavily populated by wildlife. Yes. Meaning wolves, cougars, bears. And in fact, while you're watching the show, they'll have some little graphics that come up on the screen and give you facts about what you're you're seeing. And Vancouver Island has over 7,000 bears that are roving in this forest alone. Mm-hmm. And these, these 10 people, they're each allowed to bring 10 items with them. So it could be um, a, a knife. It can be a, a bow and arrow. It can be these different type of things that they've prepared for because they're like survivalists. Right. But then when they're dropped off, they're given these four cameras. One of them has to be set up as a, like a night um, motion sensor that pops on. And then the others are uh, like camcorders. And then they, uh, they just have to record themselves. So there's no production out there, no crew, no nothing. Yes. And it starts immediately with these, this, you know, I mean, season one is all men, but from what I understand is as you go further along, there's women in other seasons. Yeah. These men, here they are showing their, their, their camera. And it's like, they look at the, they look at the camera as soon as the boat leaves. And they're like, um, I think I've made a mistake, you know, <laughs> because yeah. it's not like a campground. It's not like they're it's wilderness. They're, yeah. They're not walking through like, uh, not a beach. It's not, yeah, they're not on a beach where <laughs> that's right. They're, and they're not like, even when they go in the woods, there's not like trails, no. right? This is super thick, super dense brush, and they're exhausted from just walking through it and having to weave their way through it to even find open areas. And then whenever they find an open, cleared area, it's because it's a game trail. And that means bears and every other animal have used this so much that they walk on it that it's flattened out. And they always find like scat or something so that they know, oh, yeah, they definitely travel this. Yeah, like one guy's walking along and he's like, oh, look, here's an open area. And then he steps down and a big pile of bear 
crap. Yeah. And he's like, oh, cool. It's a game trail. There's bears right here. And then he's walking and he hears something and he sees all these dead fish heads and fish and stuff cleaned out all on like a trail. And it leads to a bear den. Oh my God. And he's like, uh, this is a bear den. And he looks around and in the trees, he films a mama bear with like five cubs up in the tree, just watching him. What? Yeah. And he's like, uh, I got to figure out where to put up shelter. So then this is like day one. And he's, he's like, I don't know where I can put shelter. You know, I've got to, I got to protect myself against these animals, but um, you know, I got to have shelter first. So they go and people try to put up their shelter and see the whole time it's edited between this to where you're seeing clips from different guys throughout the whole uh, location. So you're at Joe's area and you just see him kind of plowing through and he's, he's come across a good area. And so he maybe has a flat area that he's setting up his shelter, but yet all the wood is super wet because it's so rainy there that he can't start a fire. So now he's struggling to have a fire and he's freezing and he can't boil water to make it safe because he's just sitting on murky area of water and he knows it could be harmful to him. So he's got that struggle. But then you go over to Lucas's tent and Lucas has a great shelter. He set it up. He's built this awesome area, but he has, um, uh, no fire and he can't find water, you know, so he right. can't even find um, anything. Another guy has found some snails that he's going to cook tonight, but he can't set up camp because he can't find a place that doesn't have bear tracks all around it. And so you're just going through these, these Blair Witch style home videos essentially. And it's, I, I get so hemmed up like I'm super tense watching it yeah <laughs> it you, tense. they they get one um they each get a uh like a satellite radio mm-hmm. and the only way that they use it is to tap out they basically have to say like nope I'm done there's no time limit on it it's not like uh survivor the tv series mm-hmm. where you have 40 days or whatever it is this is last man standing like it goes for months. Yeah. I, I've, seen, I've watched the first season. I really do like this show. I've seen okay. it. I seasons. do too. Um, it's almost like for anyone who maybe watches Naked and Afraid, it's Naked yes. and Afraid in the tundra because they're yeah. always dropped off in somewhere that's cold where Naked and Afraid is always dry and arid and they can wear no clothes, right? Yes. Snobby, um different types of danger you're looking for gators and snakes at that point this one i have seen so what i like about it is it's not random people like you and i signing up for this thing these are all people who are like yeah i'm a survivalist they all feel like yeah no problem i can do this and then they get out there and be like yeah i'm not i mean i'm a survivalist but this is a little but this is insane and then, like, I don't, I think it was the first season. I could, like, the winner, um, the winner <laughs> had built this, like, elaborate shelter compared to some people who are just using tarp yeah. <laughs> over trees. So you're like, yeah, he practiced and he came prepared. Um, yeah. So, and I, there was, there are definitely women. What season are you on, did you say? Um, I, I just did season one. Okay. So, 
there's there are women and they're pretty pretty tough i mean much tougher than me that's for sure but 100 percent. like there'll be episodes where some will not want to tap out but get injured and like you said there's no one around it's not yeah. like survivor where they call in the medic and say yeah. hey can you help them out can they continue to go once they get on that radio and say i'm done they're done so like yeah. If you have a fish hook and it gets caught in your skin and you yeah. can't get it out and it starts to get infected and it's either lose your hand or finger or tap yeah. out, then you got to tap out, right? Well, so, and there's somebody too that I've seen that did a, um, they tried to filter water mm -hmm. and it's like the day after they drank all this filtered water, they were like, yeah, that wasn't filtered. I'm sick. This yes. is bad. Yeah. Like this is not good for me, you know, and and then, um, you know, the, the, the predators are what the biggest people are, or people are scared us of, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah, they can't let their fire the go nighttime. out. They can't let their fire yeah. go out because yeah. they actually can hear whatever it is walking oh, inside yeah. their tent all the time. Um, especially so in the very, yeah, in the very first episode, it shows, again, somebody who claims to be a survivalist, somebody that does this, you know, willingly because he feels experienced in it and he gets out there and he puts up his little shelter and he's the one that saw the bear tracks and the bears and the trees and stuff. And he thinks he gets far enough away. He can't get a fire going. So sometimes they say, you know, bears are, are turned away off of a fire, but they can't get a fire going. He, he doesn't have food. He doesn't have any water. And this is the first night he's been there like five hours and he lays in his tent or his little makeshift tarp thing. And he's got his night vision camera on him and he's laying there with a blade in his hand, like just <laughs> wide eyed trying to go to sleep, but he can't go to sleep because he keeps hearing things like rustle outside and wolves howling and things like that and animals fighting. And then he says, Wait, what's that? This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. What's that? And the, the camera that he has on the tree outside that shows the night vision motion stuff shows three bears sniffing at his feet in the tent and he's like uh bear hey bear and he starts talking what? and the bear like leave but he he's in there panicking and i mean spoiler alert but he wakes up in the morning and says nope i'm done uh yeah <laughs> he says you know he said i knew that there were going to be predators out here he's like but i'm not prepared to be stalked and that's what was happening, you know, and like another guy, he couldn't, he, his area was so dense and so thick of brush and everything that he couldn't find anywhere to sleep basically and set up a camp. And so he had to like pack up his stuff and at dusk, he's walking across as far as he can to another area of the, the island so that he can find just something that might have water and a, a little bit of open area for him to build a shelter in because it was that thick. He was exhausted and he didn't have any water. So he's already starting to get dehydrated after like three days of being there, you know? And I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. The things, I mean, you hear these big guys, like they're, they're straight up scared. Oh yeah. 
He and would be. Yeah, I, I know. You realize that you're truly alone because, I mean, it's different from being a survivalist in the woods behind your house or like, That's you know, right. or somewhere, but in an unfamiliar territory. And yeah, it's so or even somewhere that has been visited and populated at some right. point. Or yeah, whatever. they drop so you off where no one is like vacationing. No one goes. Yeah, no like one nobody goes. There's there. no access to it. It's not right. You it's know, they fly a helicopter in, you yeah. know, and that's, it's, it's crazy. Um, and it just really makes you think about stuff because it's like, okay, everybody, you know, you hear about preppers and survivalists and stuff out there that said they could, they could manage if they did this and this and this, but this is a whole different type of managing your life, right? Because <laughs> if, if we were to go without today, there's at least developed areas that people can rummage from and and make do with with things but this is different this is not that at all and we're seeing big burly survivalist men get tapping out after one two three days yeah so no i'm out here's something that's exciting and and i think the show does it to see what will happen so when the when they're dropped off they're all dropped off in the general same general vicinity of each other so the same location just miles apart so potentially what could happen is you could meet up with someone else and at that point you could decide whether to work together or go at it alone well and it, it does say on the graphic though that they're they are purposely placed in areas that are not able to reach the other contestants so it says that there's either features like water features and stuff, I guess, or unpassable mountains and cliffs or something like that, that make it so that nobody's allowed to like meet up because they, they, it's, they purposely put them that way. So I'm pretty sure it's this show, but I won't spoil it for you. One of the people, and I don't remember which season, is determined to find someone. Uh-huh. And- and starts planning and building and creating to do that. Well, it's my not kids it's still cool, but <laughs> yeah. Well, my kids were watching it with me because it's it's super. I mean, it's easy for kids to watch with you. It's not it's not scary. No, it's not it's, bad at all. Yeah, yeah. It's not gory or anything like that. It's just intense, right? So my kids are watching it and. Of course, they're saying all these things and asking questions like, well, why didn't he just do this? And why didn't he just do that? You know, and then we'd explain to him why he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, so they they, of course, understood like, wow, this is this is intense. But um, they even had said, you know, like that one guy was telling me about that realizes his area is too thick and has no water. And so he starts walking to find another area. They even asked. They were like, well. He could, if he just walked further, he'd run into the other guy, you know? And so every season is a different location. And like I said, season one was Vancouver Island, Canada, and it's a a very remote forest area. And I know other ones, there's um, like, I think the one on Netflix is like the Arctic or something. So there's, there's definitely different um, areas that they go through, but it's, it's, the production of stuff is neat because it's all their camera work. So they're setting up a camera and talking and it's one guy even acknowledges it. And I'm glad they showed this because he said, 
you know, yeah, I know how to do this stuff, but I don't like doing it on camera. Like I don't, I'm not used to that. He's like, I got one over here that I'm not really sure how to work. And I did this and all. And he's like, and yeah. I'm not even sure if you can see me or not. And so he's, you know, he acknowledges that there's not, uh, he's not comfortable with the camera part of it. And then another guy, um, he kind of could tell after like day three, after day three, he was already like, like going a little squirrely, he starts pretending he's Julia Childs while he's grilling up a squid that he found or something, you know? I mean, it it's can't play funny. mind tricks on you. That's I, absolutely. That's exactly what it was. Cause the girl, my girls were like, what is he talking about? And I'm like, well, he's pretending to be a chef who's fixing, he's grilling up a, uh, it was a, it was a slug. That's what it was. A slug that he found and he's trying to make it fun. And they were like, why is he doing that? He's being silly or something. I was like, well, yeah, I was like, either he's doing it to entertain himself or he's already starting to lose it a little bit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, think about it. You're out there by yourself. No one yeah. else can talk to or entertain you or even have your back if something were to attack you. Yeah. So y- your mind is like, it's a, it's a mental game as well. Yeah. So, so, I think- so it kind of makes me feel better during quarantine yeah. is what I'm getting to. At least you're not alone. That's um, right. So, I don't know what season it is, but I think the season finale, it's on a, it airs on A&E as well. Um, yes, it's naturally, it's normally a history channel. Or history channel. Okay, history channel. So I think the finale of the current season is this week, maybe. Um, I haven't seen this season. Yes. It's one of those shows that I sometimes forget is on and I'm like, oh, I want to watch that. So I'll have to yeah. go back and watch yeah. the past seasons. But it is very entertaining. I don't think that's too dark, Mary Margaret. That's just... No, that that's not dark. Well, all right. Well, I've got more for you then. Okay. <laughs> Bring it. Maybe I started with the tame ones. I don't know. Um, okay. So on HBO, um, I don't know if you have HBO. I've never really had HBO until they just did HBO Max, which um, I actually signed up for during quarantine because of some of the stuff that was on it, but they did a bundle rate with my YouTube TV, yada, yada, whatever. It's HBO Max, um, which I'm really loving this this enhanced app that they have. So I'm able to watch some of these HBO shows that I've never seen before. But one of them that I'm watching, again, I believe is incredibly dark, is called Succession. Have you heard of it? Heard of it, never seen it. Okay. So the basis of it is they, there is a family that is uh, a media empire family. Um, it's dark in the sense that it's, it's intense. Um, there's some humor in it in the way that some of the characters act, but it's not funny. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's entertaining at that point, but yeah. it's not like ha ha funny. Um, but the, the general overall feel is that the family has uh, three, four children. And one of them is groomed to kind of take over for the father who is this media mogul. Um, and the dad is very twisted and he kind of, realizes that the son is not going to be the best person to take over. And so he kind of plots to 
actually not retire and the son freaks out about it a little bit and the son has been in rehab in the past and then the daughter is very um uh manipulative and then they have another they have a fourth son who's from like a different mother and he's kind of off in the wilderness uh, trying to separate from the family but they're all owners of this business like on the board so they have to be involved in all these votes and stuff and anyway it's 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 just a uh, ongoing story of this family but it's super dark it's super um kind of dramatic at points um, and just a little little bit quirky if you're into that but Kieran Culkin Macaulay's brother mm-hmm. plays one of the sons okay. the youngest the kind of free spirit son who now realizes he's gonna he wants to have a piece of this empire as well and he kind of comes in but he's he's the the bad one, I guess, and the the one that's never done right, you know, and um, the, there is the other son that lives out in the country is Alan Ruck. He was the one that played uh, Cameron in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's in it and he's very uh, typical Cameron-esque character, I feel like, but you know, they all have their little backstories. So each of the children have a weird backstory and there's, there's lying and manipulating and none of them, I can't really tell if they all really like each other or not, (laughs) even though they're blood family and stuff. Um, so again, it's kind of hard to explain because it's just more of a family dynamic type thing, but they're all really mean and nasty in some way. And there's so much manipulation and secrets and lying going on that you never really are quite sure what's going to happen next. Right when you think something's going to happen and they're going to move on to the next thing, they switch it up on you. So it's gotten some acclaim um, from what I've seen on there. Um, But uh, some of the characters you might recognize face to face, you probably wouldn't know them by names, but it's definitely interesting and it's, it's intriguing, but it is fairly dark. So succession, it's not my normal show that I would watch, but for some reason I can't stop. That's my success. That's, that's next one. Okay. Which leads me to the fact, again, I have HBO now. (laughs) Uh, My husband who does not watch TV, by the way, does not watch TV unless it's sports, which means right now he's not watched TV in forever. Um, Cause who knows when sports will be back, but he uh, says that he's going to watch this series. And I was like, okay, well, if you're going to watch a show, let's watch it together. Cause that's, that's rare. So we are now watching game of Thrones. Ah, okay. Did you watch any of it? I know it's off now, so we're um, behind clearly, but so I kept hearing about it and I watched maybe a handful of episodes from season one and haven't gone back to it yet, but I'm, I'm determined to try it because I'm, you know, it's all we heard about while it was on. Um, yeah. So I'm like, I need to see what, what it's all about. It didn't k- grab me right away, but I was told yep. I need to continue to, to try and give it a chance and just get into a few more episodes. So 
Yes. Yeah, I'll begrudgingly so, do it at some point, just not now. Yes. So Game of Thrones, if if you get a chance to watch, I I agree it did not as well grab me at the very beginning, but um Wes, my husband, was so into it that he would almost like pause it and tell me, like, oh my gosh, did you just see what happened there? And I'm like, no. You know, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, Well, here's here's what they're talking about and here's what they're doing, which was very helpful. Um, he travels a lot. And so he actually years and years ago had did an audio book version of Game of Thrones. So he's got a little more backstory on some of it and a little more education about what they're talking about. So he's been able to explain, which has been helpful, but it is, it is one of the most, to be a fantasy show, you know, I mean, that's really what it is. Fantasy. None of this stuff's real. None of this happens ever in real life, no matter when, but it's, it is the most gruesome, X-rated, gory, and kind of crude show I've ever seen. Hmm. Uh, I mean, so much that you're, you're still very hooked to it, of course. Right. Um, there's lots of, I, I can't even, I, I feel almost embarrassed talking about it, but it's it, put it this way. My, my kids came down and, uh, and he said, no, you can't watch this show. Right. <laughs> he said, and, and, and I'm going to need you to be at least 18 to watch it. And even at that point, you can't watch it in the same house as me because I can't even think of you guys watching this. Right. Okay. So it's, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I've, the, it's the fantasy version of sex. Was I saw was kind of like, oh my, it, well, it, they were yeah. pearl clutchers. I was like, Ooh. yeah, I'm like, I'm like stuttering through it because it's it's just uncomfortable to like talk about out loud but it's one of those shows that i have to watch when the kids have already gone to bed just to make they don't accidentally walk well mason you know the, the one-year-old's not walking in i mean he will but he's just like whatever <laughs> but my 13 almost 13 year old will be like what are you watching yeah. <laughs> Can i watch it like same same here. So we have a TV um, kind of in our like main living room. And then we have a TV in our basement. And the TV in the basement was not um, at the level where you can upload the HBO Max app to it. Mm-hmm. And so um, the first couple episodes I was watching on the main level living room one, which is where kids can just walk in and out every chance they get. <laughs> right. I finally told Wes, I was like, we're going to have to figure something else out. I cannot watch it on that main floor because I'm constantly holding my finger on the pause button. Right. <laughs> like it's, it is intense. It's racy. It's gory. It's, it's so good though. But oh my Jason gosh. Momoa is in it. So I mean, if you're not going to watch is. for any other reason, at least watch this episode season. And, and you know, just when you think you like somebody, they they die. You know, so oh, okay. <laughs> Wes told me not to get attached to anybody. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, geez, that's really hard for me though, because I always kind of stand behind somebody. But um, so we've only finished season one, and just if season one is any indication of what the level of like sex and violence and 
and blood and stuff I'm going to see moving forward. Like I, I, I don't know what to expect. Um, so yeah, there's lots of characters, lots of people to kind of remember and lots of names that sound a lot alike, but you start to figure it out and, um, it really does suck you in. And so we kind of wake up thinking about it and talk about it throughout the day and then make plans to watch it in the evenings. So, okay. It's dark. It's not Beverly Hills Housewives. That's for sure. <laughs> um, and then my final dark series that I'm watching now was based on a recommendation from one of our listeners, Lynn in Canada, who shares a lot of thoughts with me on shows that we watch. We'll, we'll message each other back and forth about some things. She knew that I enjoyed Sons of Anarchy back in the day. Um, loved that show. Talk about dark and dirty and raw and crude and stuff. But um, she told me she had found the alternative to this. Okay. And she told me that it was on Netflix. So I went to go look for it. And it turns out that it was only on Netflix Canada, which I didn't realize what that I know, was. I know that was a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. I know. Cause I wrote her back and I'm like, I don't see it on there. And then she's like, Oh wait, looks like it's only on Netflix Canada. And I'm like, wait, all right. You have a different Netflix. I need to know if Degrassi is on there. Cause if so, I need to know how to I find up. I knew you were going to ask that. I knew you were going to ask it. So so, so yeah, turns out um, we don't get the same stuff, which is a tiny bit disappointing, but I digress. The, um, I did find it though on Amazon Prime. Okay. okay. So this show is called Animal Kingdom. Oh. Yeah. It was on TNT. Yes. So it's TNT and I believe it has been renewed. There's four seasons. What? But it, I think it's been renewed for more. So all four seasons are on Amazon prime. And I quickly became obsessed with this show as Lynn promised I would. Um, it is a little mix of sons of anarchy what? mixed with point break, what? like surfing robbers and stuff. Right. And the, the boys are so pretty to look at in the show. The mom is played by Ellen Barkin. Everyone would recognize her if you see her, if you don't know her name, but Ellen Barkin plays the sick and twisted mother of a crew of boys, pretty much all of them by separate dads. One of them is not even a blood relative. He's adopted. Um, and then one of them is a grandson. So there's this core group of boys and men, I guess. And, um, she runs a, a a robbery. I don't even know what to call it. Like a ring, like a, um, they don't go and um, kill people. They don't, they don't kill people. So that's where it's a lot different than Sons of Anarchy. Like Sons of Anarchy had a lot of blood, a lot of guns, a lot of all of that. These guys just do small jobs to make money. Um, and by jobs, I mean, robbing banks or, robbing the the store around the corner whatever it is and they go through this research and they they plot out what they're going to do they know their little schemes and then they launder the money through their real estate businesses hmm. and i'll tell you what lynn did not tell me 
even though she had me hooked when she said, you know, it was like Sons of Anarchy. But she didn't tell me that Scott Speedman was in it, a.k.a. Felicity Heartthrob. So that is, I've never seen the series. I think I watched part of one episode and I was completely lost because it was like season three or something. (laughs) I I don't know what's going on. Yes. It has always been one of those that I was like, that looks like something I would like, but I just never really took the time to figure out when it was on. But the reason I wanted to watch, I was like, ooh, Felicity guy's in it. Yes. (laughs) Watch that. So Ben from Felicity. Ben from Felicity. I was like, yes, I need to watch. Because, you know, him and the other Felicity guy, I'll watch whatever they're in. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So I was hooked from that point. Well, I'll give it a go. You should. So truly just starting season one it just it's like i said they've tamed it down enough that you could watch this on tnt right Mm -hmm. now tnt does push the envelope a little bit when it comes to like the raciness of stuff little bit of nudity little bit of like suggestive stuff but nothing is nothing is extreme hardcore right Right. Um, and then again, like I said, uh, less blood, less gore. And this show's super intense. Um, but it's the dynamic, the family dynamic is really where the show is. Like, that's what people are interested in. That's what it's, is intriguing. And quite honestly, I enjoy it because it makes me feel like my family is the most normal family in the world. And that during quarantine, um, uh, we're we're very very wholesome <laughs> yeah it's yeah. it's it's crazy now the scenery is beautiful these boys are surfers um one of the sons is a former surf champion one of them's been in prison because he took the rap for a job that they got busted doing um but he's kind of got some like mental issues that he's really working through um one son is uh just kind of screw up if you will um you know and then they're sort of the leader of the sons and the mom is just a pure evil conniving they have such a weird relationship that she has raised them in that it's incredibly uncomfortable to watch her with them and she plays that role in such a creepy manner that it's 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 kind of gross but it's intriguing so i highly highly recommend if you liked anything of sons of anarchy if you like anything that's sort of a crime mastermind twisted family issues this show is for you it's actually based off a book uh that's like a I don't, I don't remember. I don't know when it came out, but it, and I think they did a movie on this, uh, in Australia a long time, not a long time ago, but several years ago. And since that movie and book had success, this is the TV show that came from it. Huh. Okay. So, um, yeah, so definitely go check it out. Um, animal kingdom and settle in for some dark, dark topics. So I'll lighten it up a bit. Please do. I think since the last time we spoke, it we 
or Disney Plus released Hamilton. And I have been watching and singing Hamilton ever since it was released on July 3rd. So I agree. <laughs> I have done that as well. So yes, that is a light spot of everything. But yes, please move on. I have uh, thoroughly enjoyed having that at my fingertips. My daughter enjoyed it as well until mom started singing the songs around her every day and saying, <laughs> sing it with me. <laughs> She's like, no, <laughs> you're ruining Hamilton, mom. <laughs> like, That's right. It, it's so clever. It's so well done. And I'm so grateful that he, uh, he being Lin-Manuel Miranda has agreed to release it to the public. Yes, because it was supposed to come out in theaters in November, I believe, or October. But, you know, with quarantine, they released it to Disney. And initially I had heard it was just for that weekend. And then he said, nope, it's there for whenever, till what, till whenever. Um, and then, like, ever since then, everything's popping up Hamilton again, right? So it's almost like the new, the re-release of it when it first came out and tickets were, like, $1,000 a ticket for yep. the nosebleeds or whatever. So yeah, it's amazing. And the whole time I kept thinking, I've got to find more like this for my kid because she's into this and she knows and, you know, she can recite it. And why didn't my, weren't my teachers this cool and teach me this way? about I know. History? I know. I just had to read and take notes and be like, yeah, John Adams and Alexander Hamilton, fine. But, you know, I've learned so much more about him. since. I have too. And, and Wes is such a history buff um, and he loves all this history and he can soak it up and he retains it all and he remembers all this stuff. And so he, we actually um, got tickets to see the off-Broadway tour production of Hamilton in Charlotte, North okay. Carolina. So Wes and I went. Um, Wes dozed off halfway through what? the play. Yeah, I know. I know. And then, you know, he acknowledged that it was good. But it was the cadence, the 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 cadence and the rapping and stuff throughout mm -hmm. that I think put him almost in a trance. <laughs> okay. And he did not know any of the music going into it. I just naturally through entertainment sources knew some of the songs or mm -hmm. the beats and stuff at least. But now since it's come out on Disney plus, he still has not watched it. I don't think he has much interest in it in a musical sense of things. However, We've had many discussions about this, the history parts that I have learned throughout. And he will, you know, he's acknowledged, he's like, you know, what a great thing that people are actually taking a little more interest in history side of things because of this. Yeah. And that's just, that's just the truth. You know, like, yes, it's entertaining. Yes. It's got great songs. Yes. These actors are amazing, but they're telling a true story and they're telling about somebody that was pretty important yeah. in the shaping yeah. of our country. Yeah. And it's a very, very appropriately timed thing for us to watch as well, I believe. Yeah. So my daughter and I watched it the day it came out and the first, like probably into the third song, she looks at me and she goes, um, are they going to sing the entire time? I was like, yes, <laughs> they are singing the entire, I was like, there might be a little sentence or something here that's spoken, but yes, there will be music throughout. Pay attention. <laughs> so yes. Mama needs to learn and the words. And it's glorious. Right. So, so enjoy it. First, like, so we watch it and then she goes, 
you know, when the intermission thing came on, she goes, okay, I need a break. And uh, this is really long. So that was day one. She has followed and been like, okay, I need to watch it again. I need to watch uh-huh. it again. But yeah, mom's been a little over the top with it. <laughs> like, yeah, I hear you. I've got the soundtrack on my Spotify now. I sing it in the car. I, you know, I find myself humming things throughout the day. Um, I, I get... Hamilton things now on my timeline because clearly I do too. The internet knows that I've been looking at it. Right. So um I think I've I followed everyone on Instagram that's in the cast. I'm pretty sure I'm a yeah. stalker. I'm a stalker by this point. Same here. Same here. But so yeah, she, I she's like I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh my gosh. She's so the song I've been singing this week, and I think it's because it came up in something, is the um, it's not called unimaginable, but that's like what I call it. Um, anyway, it's right after their son is shot and there's that song where they move uptown. It's quiet uptown. I think that's what the song is called. It's quiet uptown. Yes. And so I'll listen to it. And like towards the end of the song, like I'll start crying. And she's like, uh-huh. no, that's, a, I was like, you don't understand. Wait until you have kids. That's this, right. This hits it's like, I don't care how many times I hear this song, when it gets to that part about what they're going through, I will shed a tear because yeah. until you have children, you will not understand the meaning of that song. That's right. That's, that's right. And, you know, and so much of the stuff, how they've made it related, relatable, right. Um, you know, is, is super intense. It makes it really powerful to watch. Um, I do have to admit, you know, I love the humor in it too. Oh, yeah. It keeps it light. Um, you know, I watch Station 19, which has <laughs> Dean in there, you know, who you would never on Station 19. I really didn't picture him as being, you know, in Hamilton, but he plays a great part of Hercules Mulligan and James Madison. And, um, but my favorite person is to be Diggs for yeah. sure. Yes. Um, and he, yeah, he plays Lafayette as well as um, Thomas Jefferson, which Thomas Jefferson's role in this is brilliant. It's hilarious. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I just can't give it enough praise. And for anyone who hasn't seen it before, um, you know, if you need a Disney password to watch it for a day or so, <laughs> give, give me a message. I'll, I'll let you see it because I want people to see it that much. Yeah, and like that whole cast, except the leading cast, except for, well, the men, except for Lynn Manuel Miranda, have gone on and they're on regular pro TV. Like, yes. Diggs was in Blackish and I think still guest stars, but he's got yes. his own show on TNT now. I think it's called Snow Rider or something. Yes, and um, he's also done Snow Drifter. Snow Drifter. And, and he's also done some movies. Yes, and yeah. he's done movies. And the guy who plays George Washington is on Bull. Um, Which. He's phenomenal. It makes yeah. me cry every time I watch it. Yeah. And I've read so many backstories about like what's actually happening that I have to watch it again to see it. Um, Same. And the guy who plays his son, Philip, and also plays uh, John Lawrence. Anthony Ramos. Yes. He, um, he's in, I think it's a cable show and it might even be on like HBO Showtime or something like that. But it, he's in a show called She's Got a Habit. Um, it might be, it might be like Netflix or something, but he's in something else. 
and you'll see them in commercials as well. But yes, I mean, that whole, they're all talented. And she was confused too about them playing different roles at first too. Like after yeah. the mission, they're different people. Then she got it. But yeah. we've been talking about theories and the second time we'll watch it, we'll watch George Washington hang his head when Eliza's at the end talking about yep. defending slavery. And we've had discussions on what does the gasp mean at the end and which yeah. theory I've landed on, and you know, which she's like, oh yeah, I think that that might be true, you know. And so we've had in-depth discussions just about that. And then watching after we read things or I see things online, like, oh, I have to watch it because I missed that. I didn't catch that when I first saw yes. it. So I've done things. the exact same thing. The little clickbait articles that come across my social media feeds. I click on all of them. Oh, me too. I take the bait because I want to know these insider things. Uh, one of my favorites is when in the play, the multiple times that I've watched it, I've never noticed it until they told me to, but um, is when Eliza reads the letter from John Lauren's dad to Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh-huh. And at the same time that he's being read the letter you see Lafayette and Jane and Hercules Mulligan receive letters as well while they're up on the balcony. What? Yes. Okay. I have to watch it. Again. Now I have to watch it again for the, 50s. I know it's dark and you have to look for it, but they receive letters at the same time, which just makes me really appreciate the, the bond that those guys had. Yeah. And um, I didn't realize that there was a character who was actually playing the bullet. I was like, what? Yes. That blew yeah. my mind. Now, the lady that plays the bullet is going to be starring as, um, um, what's the girl's name in, uh, they're doing a live musical version of, uh, West Side Story. Uh Uh-huh. And the one that sings, um, I want to be an American. Maria? No, not Maria. Anita. 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 She plays Anita. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the girl that plays the bullet is going to be Anita. And then Anthony Ramos, who, like we said, plays John Lawrence, he is um, going to be starring in the live version of In the Heights. Oh, okay. As the original character that Lin-Manuel Miranda started. Oh. So, yeah. So there's all the shows to come to Disney Plus so I can see them. I I agree. I would support that petition. (laughs) So I can sing well, more songs to annoy my kid. There's nothing I can do more. <laughs> absolutely. I'm on board with the embarrassment of my child at any point that I can get. Got to keep these, these my teenager in line, 13 years old. Got to keep her in check. I will come to your school and I will sing. I will get on virtual. <laughs> I will get on virtual learning. And you hum. wait till you're on your next Zoom call. I'm coming in singing, taking away my shot. That's for sure. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you talk back to me one more time. (laughs) Well, thank you for for bookending my dark stories. You've got lighthearted ones on each end, and I really appreciate that. That's why we're on this show together, Jeanette. That's why our friendship is golden. Absolutely. You're you're like my pony boy. (laughs) Stay golden. Yes. All right, so I've we've taken up enough people's time, but of just going on about um you know what we're watching during a during a pandemic. This is this is where we've come to is I don't have much other entertainment news. I'm sure there's stuff out there, but you know, might as well just get some some of these uh 
little hidden gems out there if people have not seen them. So we each have homework now of what we need to go watch and need to check out. Um, and we will report back, of course. But in the meantime, I do hope that you and your family um, fare well through all of this starting up school. And of course, to everyone out there listening, no matter what situation you're in, um, the best part about these TV shows is that your life is always going to be better than them. That's right. I mean, right. if you need a pick me up during a pandemic, go watch a dark, evil show. Yeah, it's amazing how great you'll feel afterwards. <laughs> so, uh, if you need something else to take up your time, be sure to check out all the other shows that the mesh.tv has to offer. It's a podcast network with all kinds of things, including entertainment podcasts with um, comedy sections. We have some educational ones. We have ones that are just for the guys, ones that are just for the girls, some that can cross every line. And and we really hope you go check those out and uh, and support The Mesh by downloading and subscribing. You can also find us on Instagram, Chick Chat. We put up just pictures to make you laugh, just to help you pass the time. Um, and we really would like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Time Genies. I have spoken about them at length before, Jeanette, but I can't say enough about Time Genies in Hickory, North Carolina, and the services that they offer. They are a concierge service. They'll do any kind of chore you need, help you pack up boxes, help you organize closets, run and pick up your dry cleaning, dog set, clean your house, whatever you need. But Time Genies, uh, you can find them on Facebook and on the internet all over time-genies.com. And, and please go check them out and give them big thanks for supporting The Mesh and for being the host of Chick Chat. All right, guys, that's it. That's all I got for you. Jeanette, take it easy. Moose, thanks for producing. And everybody at home listening, thanks for checking us out. We'll catch you on the flip side. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.